Perfect. All right. Magical setup right there. I love all the windows in your your new room, Mayor. Thank you. It's a sunroom, so yeah, most oh, yeah. rooms have a lot of windows. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what color of paint is that on the wall? Yes, it's the one my wife. It's in the rest of the house too. It's so yes. I, I don't Did know you that. just say the color is yes? <laughs> meaning meaning whatever my wife wanted, I just agreed to. What whatever she whatever she yeah. All this is her creation. Excellent, so, excellent. Now, do you guys have uh, like, do you run a television out there? Like, is that just what what is what activities are going to happen in the sunroom? Like, is this where you're going to do like morning coffee? Give us a tour of it real quick. Oh, yes, of course. 70 inch uh, TV. OK, all right. Let's brag a little bit. Got. Uh, yeah, that's and then that, that looks out into the backyard. Oh, that's nice. Man, how many good Lord, how many windows are in the sunroom there? Uh, 11, I believe. Wow. Yeah, it's all just windows. So. Holy cow. I hope y'all don't get any uh, major storms. That's a lot of windows to board up. Well, it faces uh, south, so most of the bad stuff will go east and west. Okay. All right. No, Ma- I, I, I just made that up. But <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I don't, I mean, storms don't only about, move east and west. <laughs> you bastard. I was about to compliment <laughs> you, too. I was like, of course, he has checked the weather patterns and everything to know to know what where the damage is going to get uh, hit his house. Oh man. Yeah, we're still working on it. Still need stuff on the walls and a, we're still a cup short a couple end tables and fun stuff like that. But, well, you yeah, got right. the you got the TV in there. That's the important That's, part. TV with surround. I got the Braves going on right now. It's all good. Hell yeah, hell yeah. My, my parents have a screened-in porch in the backyard and it's their favorite spot in the house because they don't they're not really outside people, but like screened-in porch, they get the benefit of outside, the temperature, but they run a TV out there. They got, you know, they eat all their meals out there in the summer. That's nice as well. Yeah. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've been here, but one of the things that was on the older part was is just teeny tiny things that irritate uh, from time to time. And not irritates, it's maybe too strong of a word, but the, a couple, I guess last week they were talking about botulism. Right. I don't know if you remember that, but there was, there was just a short little snippet about botulism and, uh, and Jessica un- mentioned trichinosis. Meat, right? She, yeah, she, she brought, that, that, that's what they were talking about. She brought up, it was either trichinosis. It was either trichinosis or bot- botulism, and they they used it entirely incorrect. Trichinosis is caused by undercooked pork. Okay. Botulism is improperly preserved fruit or pickling meat. So not undercooked meat doesn't okay. doesn't do that. So. Yeah, I I uh, the the very the first time I realized I should never take any science advice from this show was when Dan admitted on air that he thought a penguin was related to a fish. Like I, like, does anybody else remember that he was they in conversation? Re- they are related. Well, okay, like yeah, billions of penguins, years because <laughs> penguins eat fish. Dan, Dan admitted he's like I thought you. He, he like he did not know that a penguin was a type of bird. He thought it was like more closely related to the fish than than to other birds, and it dumbfounded me. I was like, as smart as this dude is in specific areas, I was just floored, absolutely floored that he had that. Uh, he he revealed that. Yeah, he said something like, I thought its skin was a seal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, how do you not look at a penguin, even if if it's waddling and stuff? How do you look at a penguin or how do you grow up just like with that 
that hole in your education, you know what I mean? Like, and I, he went to Miami public schools and as, as much as we've heard about Miami lately, maybe I shouldn't be surprised by this, uh, this revelation, but, uh, yeah, that, that absolutely dumbfounded me for the, you still to this day, quite frankly, shout out to Kish. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kish. Uh, I, I wonder, is he, anybody know, uh, what the status is on that? Has he had a chance to eat a penguin yet? Is he still working on that? He's oh. getting to it. He's getting to it. Well, Mayor, you haven't been on uh, the last few weeks, and I know you've got uh, you shared a uh, a notes app picture in the group chat, and uh, I think you've got uh, you're like you're like a uh, uh, our greenie when when he he's not behind a microphone, where it's like you know you kink the hose and then you have to release it all once you get behind the mic. So, what what do you got for topics for us? Strap it on, Will. <laughs> I, well, I, I'll kind of try to go somewhat related. You'd, you'd brought up Miami, and of course, John is with us now, and he's got one of those, he's got one of those beep cameras right there. Look at, look at John. Yeah, it's a sharp looking video it there. Is. So, um, one of the things that I'm sure John will want to chime in on this. One of the things about not being in from Miami is that I can like David Sampson, and I could also like Billy Corbin. Other than the fact that Billy Corbin goes after David Sampson, but the segment. Uh, that was on yesterday that was relative to the politics of Miami and the years of corruption, talking about local governments, something that's uh, dear to my heart. So to hear the discussion, the impassioned discussion about local politics and how things are going incorrect and how people are misusing power or using those offices for their own personal gain. While I don't like hearing that because it gives everybody in government a bad name, I thought it was very, and I really agreed with a lot of of what Billy Corbin had to say, and it was it was educational, and I thought it was pretty fantastic, quite honestly. And John, how how accurate was he with that? Absolutely, like on point. So um, we are a banana republic. It's it's sad to say, um, but everything he says is with respect to. Um, Miami-Dade County, I, and point of clarification before we go any further, I believe, uh, no, he might have gone to Miami-Dade uh, public school systems, but I think Dan grew up either in Miramar or Pembroke Pines area, so he may actually be a student that came from the Broward school system, but uh, I digress. So, um, the no, he's on point. We've had a banana republic here for decades, decades. These guys come in, they are dynasties, political dynasties. They get uh, like anointed by these. If you guys have seen, what was it? Five, his Corbin's other movie, uh, 567 Votes, I think, or just 567. He takes you down where this has been happening for years, but where it kind of the, the, the Cuban, the Cuban voters broke with, with Democrats altogether. And it all stems uh, spoiler alert from that Elion Gonzalez debacle that happened down here, but he is on point. There's, there's nothing that really can be refuted. And I, I understand why none of the commissioners or mayors or anybody wants to come and debate him because there's, there's really no debating, you know, hard to deny the facts. Yeah. I just, I just found it pretty fascinating. And a lot of times I, a lot of times I don't enjoy where they go with some of the, the, conversation when it touches a little bit too heavy it's not what i listened to the show for but i felt that one was uh was very well done and and again i i'm impassioned about doing things the right way or getting people in office that are doing it for the right reason so a little self-serving on my end but one of the things that came 
today, I believe, was Greg's inhaler. He had left his inhaler <laughs> and was wondering if anybody had used it. And they brought up the topic of what's the worst thing you can share. Because it goes, oh, that's the worst thing you can share in this environment is an inhaler. And I started thinking, there's worse things that you can share. So I figured I'd give you all just a moment to think about what is the worst thing you could share or what is the worst thing that you have shared? And I will give, well, I give you a minute. Will, I know you're ready to go, but I, I had a, some friends in college, they were a couple and they would actually use the same toothbrush from time to time. And to me that is, so I mean, gross. I've been married, my wife and I will be married for 30 years uh, next week. There's no way in God's green earth we're sharing that. So that being said, the worst thing you've shared or the worst thing that you've heard about being shared, and Will, you had your hand up, so let's go. Uh, a flashlight. Who'd you that's, share it with? That's got to be that's got to be the grossest thing you can share with someone. Uh, moving on, uh, yeah, a toothbrush is absolutely the grossest thing ever. I like my wife has like when we've gone on trips and I've forgotten mine. My wife has offered me hers, and I'm right there with you, Mayor. There's no way in hell, like just ugh, ugh. God, uh, like bacteria poop, which is what uh, uh, basically corrodes your teeth. I don't want. Like mine are gross enough. I don't want your bacteria poop in my mouth. You know what I mean? I'll make out with you and swap spit the old-fashioned way, but I'm not brushing my my teeth with your toothbrush. I'm mm-hmm. gonna spin, I'm gonna spin the wheel and go to Allie because I got a feeling she's got a really good answer to this. So I do. So I say sandals. My husband and I have <laughs> roughly the same. So it gets even better. So my husband and I have roughly have the same size foot because I have really big feet. So he has athlete's foot all oh, over his God. feet because he is the world's worst when it comes to changing socks or cleaning out his shoes, putting powder in there. Like he's in the field right now. He's been there for going on four days now. I offered him an extra pair of socks to pack. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. It's only four or five days. I don't what need extra socks. I don't need extra fuck? underwear. So he has that. He has those callus that build up on the bottom of your feet and he has to use a special cream to clean the bottom of his feet. And then I'll catch him outside wearing my Crocs doing yard work like oh hell no get that get that gross stuff Uh, so i have to like spray my shoes down and everything because he doesn't know where his sandals end up whether the dog takes him or he can't remember what room he left him in but yeah i'll catch him in my crocs that was too strong of an illustration because when you said (laughs) sandals i'm like what's the big deal but no that's that's a huge bad schweitz what about you bar soap in the shower if you if you have to share that with uh, other people in the house or whatnot I have a point of contention with that. Does the bar soap not always have a fresh layer on it? If I swipe the bar soap on my skin, it is by nature taking off the top layer as it goes along, right? So if I, even if I do something weird, like, you know, shove it up my butt or something, like the act of removing it is going to remove that that layer on the bar soap. What do you do about the hair? What's weird about that? Yeah, mine is <laughs> my my soap would be covered in hair just from wiping my arms. So yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, nobody that's... nobody wants that. So different soaps for everyone. <laughs> washcloths, different soaps. You oh, know. washcloths for sure, for sure. Yes, but but I've been in situations where I didn't have one available or whatnot, and then just rubbed the soap on me, which is not super common for me, but it happens. And sure. uh, yeah, wouldn't want to share that with anyone. All right, Aunt, what's the New York version of this? 
How about the unmuted version of it? Ant, you're muted. Oh, yeah. You, we got no audio from you, bud. Nothing. Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Yes. Now you're Perfect. frozen. Your audio or your video is frozen now. Okay. <laughs> fucking, fucking shit. I'm keeping all of this in there. Stugatz, Stugatz is uh Please do. Keep it all in. There we go. Okay, Can you hear me? Yes, yes. And now you're on front. Right. So let me, th- I'll throw it back. All right, Ant, what's your, uh, what's your worst p- thing that you've shared or heard of being shared? So first I want to jump back for a second. I have a contention with Will and the washcloth. Like you wash yourself mm-hmm. and then you wash the washcloth and then you hang it to dry. What, what's, I don't understand if the next person uses it. It's not like it's necessarily, I don't find it's gross. I mean, obviously there are certain areas I'd prefer not to share a washcloth with wiping, but the gentleness of arms and legs and torso, I don't necessarily think that's that big of a deal. Sure. Uh, it, like, but the, the uh, washcloth, like it's just going to, so you're going to hang that up to dry and it's going to be like damp still or like mildewy, uh, like in between no, I mean, and stuff. So you use the washcloth once and then you wash it and then you use it the next day. Yeah. That's how you I use the washcloth once. Interesting. No, yeah, I mean, you know I mean, like if it's, if it's my own washcloth, like, yeah, I am a, like, I'm a dirty dude. Like I, like a washcloth is like, it's, it's done after I use a washcloth one time, you know what I mean? Okay. Like mm-hmm. I, like I, I sweat all day at my job, like detailing, like it, I get a lot of grime and stuff off. So yes, we, and also we have plenty of washcloths so I can, you know, not to brag about how much money I have, but we have lots of washcloths. Okay. So you guys, that's not remotely where I am, but good for you. Will. Congratulations. Okay, sign how, of, how many sign how, of true? A sign of true opulence, the number of washcloths <laughs> you have. <laughs> Windows and washcloths, right? How many pe- pineapples do you keep around? <laughs> uh, so, Ant, how many times are you using a washcloth before you wash it? I would say a washcloth goes a week. Oh, my God. Ant. Actually, I'll take a step back. I don't normally use a washcloth. I use a bar of soap. I put it on my hands and I use my hands and do that. But if I use a washcloth, no. A washcloth definitely stays in the shower for the week. Wow. I, I will God. mix it up depending on, on the mood. But I'll tell you this. I use a washcloth the same number of times I break my spaghetti, which is once. I <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Does nobody use loofahs? It like exfoliates your, your yeah. skin and oh, best. throw it away every like month. Well, that's probably gross too, but it is what it is. All right, John, what is... Your story, as far as the worst thing you've heard about being shared or the worst thing that you've shared. All right. So a plus one for loofah. I, I love loofahs. Grew up using either washcloth or loofah. Uh, loofahs are, are awesome. Um, as far as worst thing that I've shared, um, I guess it's going to have to be like a toothbrush with my wife when, when I forgot one and there was no CVS or Walgreens around. Um, as far as what I can imagine being the worst thing to share... Uh, I've racked my brain and all I can come up with is like, like an enema bag system. <laughs> an enema bag system. I, yeah. Cause the enema, you know, is like a bag, it's a hose yeah, and then the yeah. insertion thing. And then if you're, you know, if I just say the enema bag, that's not so bad. Right. But right. the whole system, including the insertion bit, I think that's, that's the real, that's the real problem. Well, I hate to be mm-hmm. a stick in the mud. 
<laughs> but it's time to move around, move along. And uh, I will make just a quick comment. The back in my day today with Greg Cody uh, on water and water is brilliant. Got some tap water right here. Doesn't require anything. Just open it up and, and go. But that Except was, Detroit. that was outstanding. Well done. Well done, Gregory. The last thing I'll, another note from last week, I guess, I guess it was from Monday. The comment that Chris got in there was a great one when they were talking about Barry Jackson and Jason Jackson, having them both on the show and referred to it, getting them both on to go back and forth with each other, referred to it as a jack off. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) Quick in and out. Got it. It was fantastic. Uh, Greg Cody's show. I kind of include that as part of the, the Lebitard universe family. They had a discussion about top pet peeves. So I will tell you my top pet peeve number. It's littering is number one. I can't stand littering, but the thing that they joke about on the show every once in a while is another one of mine. And it is shopping carts, not put where they're supposed to be and just being left in the middle of of the, of the parking lot. And that just gets me. So I'd like to go around the room again and find out what your worst pet peeve is. Will? Ah, worst pet peeve. Ah, this is a tough one. I don't know. Lots of things are pet peeves of mine, but I don't know them until I see them, until it's happening. I'll give you a minute, and I'll throw another one of mine in there, is when you let somebody out into traffic and they don't wave to acknowledge the... All I need is all I need is a little wave, a little acknowledgement of hey, thanks for letting me in. Yeah, yeah, that's that a good one. That just absolutely frosts me. And what about what a you, quick, what quick about hazards? You? What's that, John? The quick hazard light. Sometimes the the windows fogged up, so I always like in addition to the wave, I give the the hazard like uh, the the you know blinking lights for for one round. Okay, some acknowledgement is is all I'm looking for. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, I hate going through a coffee shop drive through line and somebody paying for my order. I despise it. I hate it. I hate the assumption that I'm going to get the person behind me. This is not an act of kindness. You're not doing anything special. Like I don't understand. Like it, it's stupid. It, it's just the dumbest way I think people try to make themselves feel good or feel better like by by doing absolutely nothing of value like <laughs> you nailed it they did it for them they didn't really do yeah, it for you Yeah exactly exactly like like I like take that money and and give it to the the you know uh, a homeless person or something that that actually needs it um you know like this is just a bunch of people that can afford expensive uh coffee like buying each other's that's it's stupid i hate how about, it how about just tip the barista the five bucks yeah exactly exactly like like uh give it to the person that is working their butt off for it you know like i don't don't buy my coffee and i'm not gonna uh, offer to pay for the person behind me when i see they've got a load of uh kids in the car and they're ordering smoothies or you know uh like a, a dozen pumpkin spice lattes no absolutely not i don't know those people i don't care about those people how does that actually work as, as somebody who hasn't hasn't like paid that forward or whatever it is? Or I, I don't go to coffee shops much, mm-hmm. but how does that work? Do you say, hey, I'll give uh, you tack on an extra five bucks? Do you say because like that point that that example you made, right? You got they one know, coffee. Go yeah, they, they know what the, the order behind you is. And so like when you pull up, they say, hey, somebody, the person in front of you got your order. 
And then the assumption is that you say, okay, I'll get the person behind me. So your order is already rung through the register and cleared out. So the next order can be put in and say it's like $12 and 51 cents because, you know, there's always like three or four cars between you and the actual ordering window. So all those cars orders have already been taken. Oh, so can you ask them, Hey, well, you know, if they have the three or four orders, can you ask them, Hey, which one's about five bucks, five fifty? And they'll say, Oh, that's car number four. All right. I'll pay for that one. I'll pay for that one, but not the, uh, not the two, not the, the one with the, the that's a, that's know, a heady play. The ma- macchiato with the extra whipped cream and the cinnamon and yeah, no, 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 screw no. that. No, absolutely not. Or, or you just pay the amount that you were going to buy for yours and you just say, Hey, I'm paying for what I was getting anyway. Just credit the person behind. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Schweitz, yeah. go ahead. What something my grandfather used to do on occasion is, you know, especially if he didn't have any change, he'd, you know, pay, you know, 20 bucks, whatever, for a $3 coffee. And then he'd say, you know, next person who's having trouble paying, use this or keep the tip or just whatever. Like he just, he just sort of make a general offer as opposed to don't, not just the person behind me, but like, the homeless guy comes up, give him a coffee. Like he just sort of give him a few extra bucks for that. You come from a long line. It was a a nice chat, like going inside. He wouldn't be in the drive-thru. Very nice. Allie, what about you? So a little peek behind the curtain, my computer kicked me off in the middle of this. And that's one of mine. When technology tries to override what you want to do as a human being. No, I don't want to update my computer right now. I don't want to install this Microsoft update. I said later, I didn't say right now. And it just chose no. MFR, I'm going to shut down right now. Who cares what you're doing? So when technology tries to rule my life, get out of here with that. But tied back into drive-throughs, when people go somewhere and don't know what they want, drives me insane. This isn't the first time you've been there. This place either has burgers or chicken or a sandwich. Like you're not just going to mix it up or take three or four minutes to decide what you want. You know what you want. Your gut and your heart and your head, they know what you want. Just order it. Just go mm-hmm. for it. Quit wasting my time with this get out of here that's a good one and so i don't know if this is my biggest pet peeve but it certainly is one of my pet peeves my wife cannot fill the dishwasher correctly and what i mean by that is the top rack has a silverware thing and if you put the silver in one way you can fit a shit ton and if you put them in the opposite way you fit like half as many and the number of times I've been like, is there a reason you put them in backwards? And she gets mad at me for calling her out on it. I'm like, I just have to redo the dishwasher. She's like, well, then I won't do it. I'm like, fine. It will make it easier for me if you don't do it because I don't have to undo what you're doing. So that's one for me that that sort of annoys me. And I also agree with you, Allie, um, on the drive through thing, but I'll go a little local. When we get to the drive through and my kids will know what the hell they want. Like we've been to McDonald's 5,000 times. You want a burger or you want chicken nuggets. This is not rocket science. Like you, you can't just get them both. They don't minutes. even get a choice. You just get them both. Tell them to shut the hell up and you're getting this and you're going to eat it and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to get fat later in life, but it's going to taste good right now. And it doesn't just bother me if there's no one behind me, but if there's someone behind me, I'm like, my foot starts like tapping on the ground. I'm like, so pissed. I'm like, come on, what do you want? Let's go decide. <laughs> Especially because we said 10 minutes before we got to the drive through we're going to McDonald's or we're going to Chick-fil-A or we're going here. So you knew in advance where we were going. We've been there before. And how do you not know what you want? Just irks me as a dad. Well, that's all I've got, folks. Schweitz, <laughs> you got something to jump in on that, though. Oh, I just uh, wanted to share, I guess, a pet peeve of mine. So one's no sleep. Like if, if I know that I need to be functional the next day for something. 
Um, and I can't sleep because of the kids or whatever. That always bothers me. Or sometimes I just have insomnia and that's also problematic. But the other one would be, I tweeted about this earlier this week. My wife's superpower is that she puts things on our mantle in a way that blocks where the receivers are for the remote controls. So she'll, you know, we get an anniversary card, she puts it up on the mantle. All of a sudden, TV won't turn on with the remote because the card's in the way. She's got to be messing with you by doing yeah. that, right? Like just we don't she, have that much space, so that's where okay. she puts it because it's it's where it looks nice. Okay, that's fair. So not on the fridge or anything. No. Okay. We, we're not over there near the fridge that often, so we can see it on the mantle. That's why you got to get one of them like corner shelves that are like layered. And that's where you put all your little knickknacks and she can use the top shelf to put something on display. So it doesn't block your receivers anymore. It overflows. Schweitz, you're telling me your Bigfoot ass isn't over by the fridge very often. That's what you're claiming. Just how the house is laid out. We're not. Okay. Yeah, I can see all the right. fridge from the couch. It's fine. And no, no. The Cheerios around. <laughs> that's right. Schweitz sees nothing but dry goods. That's <laughs> Just, right. <laughs> Just boxes of Cheerios and uh, maybe and chicken tenders, right? You do chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. No, no, uh, no shame in your game, Schweitz. I, you're a big dude. Uh, you're tall. How tall are you? Uh, six foot. That's it. Okay. Man, your pictures make you look way taller. I thought you were like six, five or something. That's because my wife's really short. My kids are really short. And I don't <laughs> have any other friends right now. So the only people I've ever pictured with only come up to my waist. <laughs> There's no scale in any of your photos. I've just in my head made Schweitz like six and a half feet tall because his wife is so short. That's funny as hell. Well, you know, it jumped into my mind when you talked about there being no scale. I thought about those photographs. They have a picture of Schweitz like holding a quarter. So like we've got a, a point of comparison to kind of give you some scale as to what's going on. God, that would be so funny. Yeah, exactly. Look, your hand is gigantic. Like you look like Andre the Giant drinking a beer right now. What in the hell? Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, terrify you all at mom. <laughs> uh, Schweitz, uh, we'll just stick with you for right now. What do you got for topics this week? Well, you guys sort of shot down my other topic, so I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, really? So, do, do tell. No, do not tell. No, no, Absolutely no. It's, not. It's, it's okay. No. I'm, I'm okay. We can have that conversation off there. Just okay. Uh, well, no, no. Just let, I'll just put a disclaimer here. Uh, Schweitz wanted to talk about truffle butter. Uh, if you're not familiar with truffle butter, do not do, do, or do not look up the urban dictionary slang for truffle butter. And I'm going to, I'm just going to recommend you don't. Okay. Next topic. Schweitz. Especially on a work computer. Actually, I've got to look up fleshlight. Cause I guess that's like Dan and the penguins. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Don't look that up. Oh, do <laughs> not. Don't do yeah, it. Not on don't a government. Video, not, don't go to images. Don't not on a government computer, man. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just send you one. No, we will not. Absolutely not. So Will's right, flashlight is Will's flashlight. He's not going to give it to <laughs> Yeah, anybody. I'm not sharing that with anybody. Already Only told fans, you. Mayor Matt. That's the, that's the grossest thing you can share. All right, Schweitz, what's your other topic this week? I was just going to say, Katie Nolan announced that she is leaving ESPN today. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. just wanted to give a, give a shout out because I was a fan of her podcast. I didn't get to watch Highly Questionable that she, much. She definitely listens to this. so she, Of course she, she does. She'll get that shout out. And uh, yeah, no, I just I really appreciated how she tackled mental health and talked about that on her podcast. And hopefully she joins Metalark. But uh, good luck wherever you end up, Katie. 
yeah, past guest Katie Nolan. Uh, if you haven't heard that interview that we did with her, she was an absolute delight. Like just the coolest, chill, like most laid back person I could have possibly imagined. And I figured that's how she was going to be, but it's always awesome whenever somebody lives up to your uh, uh, you know, kind of how you perceive them, uh, you know, off air. Um, I think she, she paused our interview so she could order a salad and she asked us what toppings she should get on it. Uh, like th- from Uber eats or something. It was, it was pretty cute. Um, but she's great. Absolutely great. Um, yeah, I hope she joins Meadowlark as well. Uh, that would be pretty, pretty dope. Wherever she goes, I know she'll be successful. She's fantastic. Uh, Mayor, go ahead. Damn you, Will. I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to, Mayor. I told you. And killed the cat. Schweitz. Schweitz wanted to. That's like saying, don't touch the hot plate at a Mexican (laughs) restaurant. How am I? My gosh. I'm I'm wondering what kind of ads are going to get aggregated. I was going to say, you're going to get targeted ads. Oh, no. Sorry, Mayor. With some Georgia Southern Uh, outer layer. I'm telling you that that's that's why like well which one did you look up by the way? <laughs> I just looked up shareable flashlights. Uh huh. And then I hit and then I hit images and I was able to figure out exactly what okay All right. that was <laughs> supposed um, to be. But yeah. we will like you know n- no shame if if any company wants to sponsor us. Um, you know, we're not we're not taking anything off the table as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all right, Allie, what do you got for topics this week? So I thought the conversation over Netflix and what they're up to was pretty interesting. I think that was today, but I was surprised. And I feel like if Smedder were there, she would have jumped in on this because she's armed with Formula One knowledge. Formula One is interested in buying uh, or Netflix is interested in buying Formula One, the, sh- the streaming rights to an actual live sporting event. Huh. And this is the first time that the CEO has actually said that he would be interested in buying some kind of sporting event, like how Hulu has live sports. And it would just be really interesting because that would just completely change their dynamic of what they're going for, because it's more of their altered reality version of doing like their sports documentaries and all these other shows rather than live drama that's built within a sporting uh, series, no matter if it's with a stick and ball or whether it's with race cars and right. um, ESPN currently owns the rights to formula one and they end uh, at the end of 2022. So it'll be interesting to see if Netflix actually jumps in and wants to go about that route. And they try to um, compete with stuff like Hulu or Peacock with NBC. So sure. I just thought that was CBS really interesting. Sports. Yeah. That's a, I hadn't heard that, that they were interested in, in formula one. And obviously like they uh, that's where the reality show is, right? That's the plot. Right, that's where on. drive. Yeah. Drive to survive. And it's a very dr- dramatization sure, of sure. formula one, just because, I mean, you got to make it exciting. So a lot of stuff is kind of blown way out of proportion, but the, the U S when it comes to when ESPN took over in 2018, their percentage of viewers in the United States went up 80%. Wow. Just based off of Drive to Survive. And they're just finishing Damn. wrapping season four, and it'll get released before the 2022 season starts at the end of March. Um, as far as streaming sites go, too, Netflix is also one of the international sites. As a, like Hulu's not international, Peacock's not international. So that's another reason why uh, oh, yeah. Netflix is sort of going for it because they can stream overseas easier than. Um, that makes US sense. Holders. Yeah. And it's I, something that a lot of overseas markets want. Like Formula One is very popular. So 
That's yeah, true. For, yeah, because Formula One has their own streaming capability. It's called F1 TV, and NBC Sports had it before ESPN had it, but they bid $4 million a year to try to take Formula One away from ESPN because ESPN wanted it too. But when they realized Formula One was going to have their own streaming platform, they backed out. So ESPN basically got the rights to it for free. I'm just imagining like doing a what amounts to like a season of hard knocks for Formula One. Like you have the live event on Netflix and then the following week you have an episode of Drive to Survive that documents all the drama and stuff that went on during this race. Like that would get me interested in this. And I don't really I don't really have a, a huge interest in Formula One. Well, I don't either, but I do think it's kind of brilliant from the standpoint of and Ali, I don't mean this to be offensive, but it's an area where other broadcast entities aren't that interested in it. So it's an open market. And instead of competing with Amazon and Apple for NFL, it's like, no, instead of getting a, a tiny piece of a, of a really big pie and spending a bunch of money, we get to spend relatively less amount of money and totally own this entire sport. And you get yeah. a much larger market rates for it. It's really genius. It reminds me it was years ago. I think it was master lock that during the super bowl, they decided that they were not going to buy any Super Bowl advertising. And instead, they took, I think, the money for like three Super Bowl ads that year, and they bought ad space on every other channel with the thought <laughs> being 50% of the people are watching the Super Bowl, the other 50% are not. We're going to reach that other 50% of people, and we're going to saturate it without having to just be in that, in that particular. We're going to own everywhere else except this. I think it's a great thought by Netflix to do that. Eddie Blay. For it's almost sure. like they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that's that's really interesting. I would, uh, yeah, I would tune into one if if you make it again. Like, it's it's one of those things too where uh, uh, people like like with pirating music. If they've done studies where if folks don't have any other option, if they don't have an easy means to find something right now, I could not tell you for the life of me how to find a Formula One race. Right. Like, I don't know when they come on. I don't know. Like if I, but I already have Netflix, like I've already got that subscription like everybody else does. If you just tell me that, like, all I got to do is turn on Netflix and I can watch a race like I am a thousand times more likely to tune into a formula one race. Just like when pirating music, if you give somebody an easy means to buy an album or to pay for a song more times than not, they will go that route to know that they've done it legally and that they own it from there on out versus like all the shady means to, to get around that stuff. So uh, the only thing I won't do is uh, actually pay for red zone. I will continue to uh, illegally stream that um, because it's too easy. Uh, all right, uh, John, what do you got for topics this week? Man, this, this week was, is tough. Uh, so I'd like to just hit on a few and then you guys can take whatever you want with and run. So, um, we hinted out, uh, we hinted earlier today or talked a little bit about how terrible Miami is Miami politics in particular, but then they, uh, they talked about it today. I believe, um, the milkshake, um, uh, at, uh, at, um, a rod stadium or whatever it's called. Now, the funny part is I've heard about these milkshakes, for years and years and years. Um, and I happen to live a stone's throw from that stadium where, where UM plays their baseball games. I've yet to have one. Um, and mainly because of everything that they said, which is the lines are forever. So you could go five innings 
just standing in line. Good One Lord. of these days, I'm going to take my, my, my kids and just walk over, uh, get a ticket and walk over and have some milkshakes and then go home. Cause I'm not that interested in, in UM baseball. <laughs> um, so I thought that was fantastic because anything that, that brings shine to Miami is, is I'm, I'm, I'm on board with, and I really like, I like when they go hyper, uh, like hyper, um, local, local. And, um, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, I don't know how many of the, of the people outside of Miami kind of find it interesting or fun and funny, but I do. Um, I also like when they started doing the whole, um, disrespecting the Duke and going down that route. Uh, let's see what, what else I find funny. Oh, one thing that, that just, I, I, I think I actually stood up and clapped was when they did the, the, um, uh, the bucket, the, 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 um, the football Paul, Paul fine bucket. Yeah. The Paul fine. No, no. Well, no, when it's they gritted did death? The, the gritted death, that's fall, right. the Sorry, fall, to... the fall pine bucket, the Paul fine bucket. Well, that's, that's no, no, when... no, 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 no. The fall F A L L pine bucket. The, are you talking about the Roy's grit of death? No, no, that, not that. I mean, that. that oh, was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, that to me. I had, I had some like I concerns just for Roy's Roy's health because <laughs> yeah. that couldn't have been good, especially the way they were describing the. the Shout pubes. out to the Cannapolis Cannonballers, though. He was rocking that hat today. All right. Yep. 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 He loves his free stuff from what I understand. Um, and last week, for, for those who, who didn't hear last week, um, they went ahead and uh, uh, Greg picked the the got the fine bucket money. And then there was this whole thing where uh, his son got the the swap a bucket, and then he actually swapped, got four hundred. And so this week, Greg, whether this was real or, or produced, it, it definitely put a smile on my face. This week, Greg went in, got a team he didn't like the team, put it back, and got the prime the, the Paul Fine bucket again, uh, which had zero dollars. Which just uh, I don't know why that made me smile, but. And I gave a standing O for it um, here in my in my house by myself. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to kind of touch on any one of those or give your thoughts on any one of those. I'm I'm happy to listen because each one of those things brought brought a little joy to my to my uh, to my so face. I loved how Stu thought Chris was going to take three weeks for the Golden Helmet of Life. As opposed to four hundred and fifty dollars from his dad, he's yeah, an idiot. There's no way he was going to do that. Like, and the fact that Stu threw the helmet back just made me laugh and laugh and laugh that Stu did that last week. So and that they, was one thing for me. They called him perfectly on that too. Like, like that four hundred fifty bucks is not the same to Stu as it is to Chris. Obviously, like they they called his ass out. And when uh when he said when Dan talked about how much he shows his privilege, and, and Stu thanked him for it. Thank you, Dan. Like just that, I love I love when Stu confidently uh, thanks Dan for a uh, what is supposed to be an insult. It's my favorite. Yeah, those were all great things. I thought you were bringing up. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to thunder in there and and repeat like you. You should have understood what I was talking about. But the uh, the fall pine bucket thing that Roy did today, um, I think it was was it today's show where he was yeah. he was paying that off. Uh, yeah. I could not imagine. So I detail cars, and I know how strong those things are like straight out of the package. I could not imagine having 16 of those hanging off of my, my hat. Uh, that would be absolutely awful. What scent would you guys pick if you had to do that? Because I think I would go pina colada. 
Ooh, that's a good one. That's because Roy one. went black ice and that just, oh, Man. that's awful just by itself, let yeah. alone five trillion of them all over your body. Always with the race talk. <laughs> so Vanilla. Go back to my youth. I would pick Dracar Noir. Dracar Noir. They put out yeah. a pine tree? They make them. They make them. I mean, I don't think. Wait, oh, they really? Tree. You're not. You're not messing around here. I mean, the no, the 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 the, the, the car like wash place down the road from me has Dracar Noir. That's hilarious. I mean, it's not a pine tree, but it's the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's an air freshener. Yeah, car, car no, air freshener. It's, it's the same. Yeah, my grind would get you on a technicality. I, I'm keeping it racial and going vanilla. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I would probably the pina colada. I I like that one or or the honestly like caught in the rain. I, yes, <laughs> uh, I don't like yoga because I have half a brain. Um, <laughs> rest of those lyrics for anybody that doesn't know. Um, yeah, I would probably go pina colada too, or some kind of fruity drink, strawberry daiquiri if they have one, or something like that. There's um, a leather one. That yes, probably awful. It's terrible. Fake leather smell. It's like it's that new car smell, that artificial new car smell that that detail shops try to try to replicate. Sometimes it's. I'm just horrible. picturing old Ford Pinto that has tore up upholstery, you know, just old cloth seats, and it has the leather uh, scent in there to try to like like they're fooling yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lipstick on a pig, right there. Um, no, uh, John. I, back to your your list of topics. They, when they go hyper local, I am so unfamiliar with Miami, but I love, absolutely love when they start talking hyper local for some reason. Uh, because I, I feel like they do such a good job of painting a picture whenever they do, because they know so much of their audience is not from Miami and doesn't have a reference point for these things. So hearing them reminisce about uh, uh, what was it, the rat. Is that the name of a place uh, that they used to frequent? At, at UM, there's the the rat. They call, it's the Rat Skeller, um, where it's you know where the uh, they have like I think a bowling alley and stuff. But it, that's inside UM. So for people who who had access to it, they'd go to the Rat. Yeah, that that when they talk about that or like the Grove. Flanagan's. Um, yeah, Flanagan's, of course, which I have. If next time I'm ever in, in South Florida, um, I have I'll to. I'll take you. Okay. All right. Deal. It's a date. In a highlight. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, they're closing that down, though. No, uh, but there's there's other places, I think, to, to catch highlight. We, hell we yeah. can do that. Excellent. Excellent. Get some potato skins and go watch some highlight. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and what do you got for topics this week? So I wanted to throw out the, the Tim Kirchen segment. I oh, just yes. love that yes, they, the that they were able to bring him back. But also to me, the segment was great. Like, I mean, the top seven bunting, the greatest 29s, his list of top numbers from 54 down to one that he didn't get to finish. And at the end, I got to go. I got to get on TV. I got to get on TV. I don't know. I just he's he, Tim is a treasure. He's, he just is. He, he just is so much fun. He he gets the show. He's into it. He he laughs at the looks likes. Like he's he's all invested and just loves their tomfoolery. And it just I don't know. I just always enjoy whenever Tim comes on. You said it perfectly. He is he is a joy to listen to. And we had him on our podcast. If you're enjoying this, you can go back to a past episode where we had Tim Kirkjian on with us. He's just a joy to listen to, and you can just tell he's he's just a fun human being. And so. I think we should all aspire to leave that kind of positive impact when we interact with people, regardless of 
where we are or what we do. And, and he is certainly the embodiment of that. I just loved having him back. And thank you to ESPN for sharing him uh, with the Levitard group now. Yeah, so I was, uh, both of my kids have been sick all week. So my wife and I have also been sick. And I was whole, I was rocking my, my daughter to sleep. And I was listening to the show and all of a sudden I didn't look at any part of the show. I just added on and all of a sudden Tim Kirchin's voice appears and the smile across my face, such a stressful week. And all of a sudden, like I'm beaming ear to ear. I realizing I, I'm giggling a little bit because I'm just like, oh, this is just so nice. Same thing when Mina was on uh, last week, just or a few weeks ago. I was just grinning ear to ear because he's just so jovial. I just I know it's going to be a good content. I knew the the looks like game was coming up at the end. It just made my day so much better. That segment alone. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, obviously like people have talked about is the is the relationship between ESPN thawing a little bit. Um, we saw Smeddy <laughs> uh, do a promoted tweet for ESPN streaming a college <laughs> game, yeah, which which I, I don't I don't think it really was like if they're going to pay you to do a tweet i bet dan told her absolutely do that yes a hundred percent oh no i i like, think if they paid her yeah i'm just oh I'm they, well they absolutely paid her for it for okay. sure it was a promoted because i think it even had like the hashtag ad in it or something like uh, like to let people know hey guys i'm not a trader like i'm being paid for this like i thought it was a funny almost bit of like sure espn i'll take your money as i'm working for the people you fired and stuff that's how i took it as because there was another guy it was a generic white guy that works for espn did the same thing he had a direct tv ad watching college football saturday too so i felt like it was kind of like a colin cowherd dan levitard thing that she was doing absolutely absolutely that's is not doing anything for free Yes, absolutely not. I thought I thought it was kind of clever, to be honest with you. Like I uh, uh, it's one of those things where uh, sometimes I hear people complain about advert like certain companies advertising to a certain audience that isn't going to be receptive. And it's like, okay, if this company doesn't represent your values, who best for them to pay money? They're give they're paying the show that you like, and also you're not going to be persuaded by their ads. So it's like they're just burning their money. So like I'm I'm all for that, to be honest with you. I also think it it confirms what uh what they did, you know, which is they left and ESPN was like, we, we don't need those guys. We don't need those, you know, uh, brown and, and women and talking about race. And I think it affirms the fact that, uh, oh, yeah, they do. You know, they want to reach uh, women and brown people and whatever. We have to use, those, you know, we have to use the guys that we let go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The other thing I would say is, it, I mean, in many ways, even all the jokes that Dan's made about ESPN, the relationship seems to be relatively amicable. Like the nine months of not using an ESPN people is kind of like, that's kind of standard. Most companies would do that. Well, now you just start taking your talent away. And even whatever Dan has said, he's never said anything like, you know, he's always been ingesting ingest whatever he's saying. So sure. I think it's probably just a good relationship. And they say, Hey, it's another outlet for sports that we can get someone we could, we can, you know, use someone that'll, you know, that'll get views, even if they won't necessarily turn around and make them buy ESPN plus or whatever. hundred percent to borrow the, to borrow the phrase, it's nothing personal. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Schweitz. 
Yeah, I don't think ESPN really thinks about Levitard in that way. I think that was just standard corporate. I think there's a few people at the company that might not like Levitard, but overall, I I mean, they, I don't think they really care. I think yeah, need the money. It's 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 a uh, like like she's just a, a voice on she's a personality on Twitter as before she was uh you know on the show a part of the show so they're just looking for people to, to you know how many followers do you have we'll pay x amount of money for this tweet it's just a new way yeah it's not a new way it's it's something that Instagram influencers have been doing for a long time Twitter influencers and stuff uh to get paid to to tweet out sometimes. Was she? Was she uh, one of these big time influencers? I oh, I, mean, I only knew her from from the prior ship. That's it. She I mean, she was she was at Sports Illustrated before um, and just being like a female voice in uh, sports writing and producing and stuff. She built a following on Twitter long before she was with the, the pirate ship. So um, but yeah, back to Tim Kirchin. Um, and him being on there similar to the hyper local thing. I have no idea who 90% of the players Tim Kirchin talks about are, but I could listen to him go on for hours, talk about these players. Um, I am such an idiot when it comes to baseball, but I, I just savor every moment of it because I hear the enthusiasm in his voice and listening to him flex his muscle when it comes to these facts and trivia is just incredible. When you do know the players or many of them. Yeah. It, it it's just that much more brilliant. It's just absolutely phenomenal. He pulls a name out of the hat. Somebody <laughs> you hadn't thought about in 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Like he's a, uh, he's like the rain man of baseball trivia uh, in my mind. I want to adopt him as my uncle. Is that possible? <laughs> Tim Kirchin at a cookout at like a family cookout would be the funnest thing in the world. Just having a beer with him, standing by the grill and just like having him just go on and on and on about uh, uh, baseball facts. I could I could. That's that's like my perfect ideal summer day as far as I'm concerned. All right. I think we got to everybody's topics. Did, did we get around the horn? Excellent. Yeah, I just wanted to stick on the, the Kirchin thing. Yeah. You guys think you could drop a bunt or drag a bunt, as he was saying? God, in, no. Absolutely no, not. It's a major leaguer? Hell no. I would really? cry. The moment somebody threw a major league baseball anywhere within a 15 foot radius of me, I would turn and like do that, that flinch thing where, you know what, like, like where you turn and you like show the side of your body and you try and cover your face with your arm, that thing, that natural flinch reflex. That's what I would do. How many of the guys I have bunted off a major league pitcher before. So you lie. I've, I've gotten base hits off a major league pitcher before too. In what game? In what, what game? In high school. Uh, Todd Jones, <laughs> okay, uh, who pitched for years, actually was a Marlin for a while, but mostly as a Detroit Tiger, uh, where he spent a lot of his career. He played uh, baseball at Osborne High School. I went to Sprayberry in uh, Marietta, Georgia. And so uh, we played against each other. We played summer ball against each other. We played, uh, he's actually a really nice guy. And uh, But now I, I, I played against him. So he wasn't a major leaguer at the time, but I bunted against him. I don't have any illusions that I'd be able to touch any major league pitcher. They're just, these athletes are so much better than you think than they are when you see them in person versus what you see on TV. All right. Do you think well, the guys in the shipping container actually believe that they can do it or is, you think it's no. a bit? No, I, just, they, I, think, I think it's, it's a totally a they bit. They know it's a bit. Now, yeah. one, one last little programming bit, and we did touch on it. They did touch on it with the Netflix stuff. 
I want Anthony and Billy, and I'm available to join them as well. I want to do a deep dive into Money Heist. If you're not watching Money Heist on Netflix, I'm telling you, it came back for the third season. They did like this half season. The last episode that they aired, it just about broke my heart. But there's more episodes coming. I'm telling you, Money Heist on Netflix standing. We need to do a BBBBB kind of deep dive thing with Money Heist. And Billy, Anthony, I'm available. All right. You hear it. You heard that, uh, guys, I know, I know you listen to this, uh, Billy and Anthony, um, mayor is available to do a deep dive on money heist. I will not be joining that because I can't get past the name money heist. The name is so dumb to me that I What's can't, it about? I can't, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually shot in, is it one of those think, period pieces? It, is it no, it's, it's, it's in Spain. I it's think European. it's European. Yeah, I that's think it's it. in Spain, and it's actually called Casa de Papel, and it was just picked up for some reason uh, by Netflix. And again, it's one of those Netflix creations. It's a bird box kind of thing. They just kind of threw it up there, promoted the heck of it, and said it was tre- trending in the United States, and so everybody started watching it. See, but that's it's good. That's another reason I won't watch it because it's European. All right, uh, Ant, where can we find you on Twitter? At Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Excellent. Schweitz, where can we find you? You can find me at trufflebutter at urbandictionary.com. Oh, God. You bastard. Yeah. John, where can we find you? At the real Moss Miami. <laughs> Allie, where can we find you? In the infield of Talladega Super Speedway. Hell yeah. Uh, Mayor Matt, where can we find you? You will find me hiding in shame for looking up Fleshlight during this episode. <laughs> Use uh, coupon code Will. You do not use my name uh, when ordering your own fleshlight. Uh, you might get wasp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you can find me at Wapple House on Twitter, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Or uh, you can follow my other podcast at Jort Center Pod. And uh, you can follow the show at Lauer After Hours on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you listening. Go rate, subscribe unsubscribe, resubscribe, all that good stuff. And we will see you next week. I'm a professional broadcaster. (laughs) 